that we have background noise and things going on behind us. Did I kind of really? well because I listen to podcasts and you always like I dig it when you hear what you don't like that Trinity. No, I'm, I'm bringing it to him because he, he did the exact opposite of what I said, trying to make sure we were all figured out, and then you like. Well, just I just him. no, it's it's well, I, hey, to me it doesn't matter regardless. But yeah, I I don't mind that stuff going on in the backgrounds, you know. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll start this off. Let's do it. All right. So. Fuck, how did I say the first one? <laughs> uh, I'll, if you want. Um, go ahead. My name's John with Care Customs. I'm here with Devin Conaghan from OBS Solutions, and we've decided to start a new podcast, uh, the OBS Truckery Podcast. So this first episode, I think we're just going to share our backgrounds, kind of how we got into all of this, and uh, give you guys an idea of who we are. Um, you know, something to set, set the stage. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all. Oh, okay. Nice, John. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> it, it's, it's my first, my first try. Hey everyone. Uh, so first one, who we are, backgrounds. We're going to go over a couple things. Uh, the biggest one though is we're going to go over a po- this, The reason we started this podcast was we kind of operate a little bit differently than most. Wouldn't you say, John, we're kind of a little bit different when it comes to the OBS truck scene. Yeah, I would agree. I, yeah. So we dig everything from slammed, bagged, lifted, stock height, um, that kind of stuff. And uh, there's there's some people talking about it, but not specifically to the OBS truck world. So we kind of thought, hey, let's let's do this. You know, let's, let's see how this goes. So um, John uh, and I kicked around this idea. Our, our wives kind of corralled us to get our shit together here, which is a good one. Um, so anyway, here we are. Who we are. John, tell me a little bit about yourself, who, we, who the hell you are. Uh, I'm John Carrick. I uh, am a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I'm currently a, a firefighter paramedic, but I also run my own business, Carrick Customs, that started very organically, I guess you would say. Uh, I initially went to school for diesel mechanics, automotive mechanics, and then the way I got into OBS trucks was I originally had an Audi, uh, which Devin hates. Killing me smalls. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. I built the motor, and it was super fast. Uh, it was like 650 all-wheel horse. Uh, and then I was getting ready to buy a house, so I needed something, you know, in Central Oregon here. you got to be able to get firewood. i got to be able to work on the house. Like, I needed a truck, so... I always liked the 70s Fords. Okay. You know, the, the old crew cab. The dent side, bump sides. Yeah. They're just rad. They're yeah. awesome. So I found one of those on a farm in Mitchell. Long story short, did a Cummins conversion in it. Drove that thing for a long time. Well, Wait, what, 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 was it a, It was like a 390, 360, something like 390 that? 390 okay. FE. All right. Uh, crew cab long bed. It was a real sketchy four-wheel drive conversion. <laughs> so redid that. Um Drove it to Mexico and back. That's something you would probably you are do. You were like the only one I know that like just hops in, <laughs> turns a key, and just like <laughs> takes off. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, I mean, I checked it out. I, I put <laughs> it all together. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I built that after a, a night welding class at Prineville High School um, and used a, an old Lincoln tombstone <laughs> arc welder to make all my cross members and motor mounts. And then it got to the point where I was like, this thing needs to be restored. I can't afford to restore it. And I'd always loved the OBS body style. My dad had a, uh, an extended cab, long bed, dually two wheel drive when okay. we still lived in California. And now thinking back on it, I think it was like a quasi conversion tr- truck. Okay. Cause it had like wood grain trim in it. Um, like some people geek out on that stuff, dude. Yeah. There's like, like this big following for that, which is, I haven't gotten into, but I've, randomly stumbled across one of those uh facebook groups and i'm like oh conversion trucks i'll right. look at that but anyways uh i wanted something that i didn't need to restore so i found an obs and it was a 97 it was an old logging truck uh old logging crummy but it wasn't very beat up and so i ended up doing a cummins conversion in it and the way the whole business stuff started was really with the steering linkage. I got okay. tired of that piece of junk stock steering. 
started making my own and posting pictures of it online. I'd always been big in the forums. Not, not saying I was a big deal in the forums. I was into the forums. Right. Um, Good info, that kind of stuff. People, yeah. what they're, what they've encountered, that kind of stuff. Exactly. So I started posting that, and people were like, "Oh, are you going to sell these?" I'm like, yes, yes, I will. <laughs> sure. Uh, not realizing, for one, uh, steering is a very high risk product to sell. So, Shocker. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, I'm making these sell in my you're house. Sure. Young and dumb and don't really care. It's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, not a big deal. But yeah, that's where it started, and then it's as it started to grow, you know, that I was stoked if I would get a sale a month, and right. just because it was just a side thing. Now, branching into more products, it is like it's crazy busy, and it's really exciting, and the how much things have changed from then until now is really neat. And I remember back in the day, somehow stumbling across your personal page on Instagram. Okay. And seeing your truck, and I'm like, man, this guy's got, like, the cleanest truck. And then it was, like, in your shop. I'm like, and the coolest shop. And then I'm like, you know, uh, stalking you on Instagram. Right, like, right. See your motocross track. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and he's in like, Oregon. Like, right? living the life that I dream of. Uh, dude, it's uh, it, that's good stuff, though. I mean, it's so funny because at first I'm like, who's this John Carrick guy, right? Like, this guy's, like, built, what, what? It's just sky stuff or nothing. I'm like, wait a minute. No, this is like awesome stuff. Like the steering made sense to me. I was looking at the motor mounts for the Cummins swaps that you're doing. I'm like, it makes a hundred percent sense. And like your AC conversion to like, so you don't have to get custom AC lines when you do right. a, when you do a uh, you know a, a Cummins swap because a lot of people don't talk about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. No one talks about that. Like, hey, I like to keep AC, you know, air conditioning in my truck. You know, which is how they should be. It should exactly. be just turnkey, like a factory truck. Exactly. It should look and function like a factory truck. So exactly. That that's awesome. That's badass right there. That's a that's amazing because a lot of people don't like start here and they get to this point where it's just like, eh, I've done this one, but you just kept on pushing and just evolving products and keeping keeping things moving. So well, and like you and I have always <laughs> talked about. I would never make a product that I wouldn't run on my own truck. hundred percent. You know, like it's got to be up to my standards and something that I like. Otherwise I'm not going to invest the time or money into something right. just for the, the money side of it. The, I don't know, whatever. The monetary value to pay your bills. Yeah. That, <laughs> I would never do that. That's a stupid idea. Well, I mean, I do need to be able to pay my bills, but I wouldn't, it's not just exploiting that. Right. You know, that side of it. Right. So. Uh, so I guess it's my turn then. Who yeah. am I? Uh, I am Devin Conahan, obviously, from OBS Solutions. Um, I am a second generation uh, mechanic. I'm a second generation uh, automotive business owner. That was really stupid of me. Should have done something else for a living. Um, I started when I was 14. Uh, I started sweeping my dad's floors in the shop. You know, they had a little shop in a... In a, in a um, not a town, Lisa. Not a town. <laughs> it's in a little wide spot in Crabtree. That's where my dad started. He was a dealer tech, a Ford dealer tech. Where's the, Crabtree? Uh, Crabtree is like in between Lebanon, armpit of of Oregon, kind of in that area of Lebanon, between state and area. It's just a wide spot in the road. It's a logging town. And so uh, my dad was a uh, boot here from Kansas and my mom. Uh, he was just a, always a mechanic and he was a dealer Ford guy and worked in Lebanon Ford and then went out on his own and, uh, worked out of a little three bay shop in Crabtree. And I think he'd still be there if it wasn't for my, my mom, like pushing him into Albany, which, you know, got him going, but he'd still be in that shop drinking beer. I guarantee it with all the locals. He just had a good time. He just loved to work on, on, uh, everything, tractors and all that stuff. So I grew up in this industry. Um, but yeah, I started when I was 14 sleeping floors just for dirt bike money. That's all I cared about. And then, Isn't um, that all you still care about? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> pretty much. Like, right? Like that's like all I care. Motobikes, dude, all day long. So, um, no, it, and then that led me to, uh, just having a, you know, a full-time job. I worked, uh, all through high school and this and that. I never went to college. I'm not college educated, so I'm probably not as smart as you, John. Uh, um, I, I, I'm not... <laughs> Tech school is not exactly college, and I'd only have uh, a, an associate's degree. Hey, just you're, you're to get one up by. on me. You're one up on it's, me. It's not great. Um, so I just, uh, I like I said, I started just changing oil for my dad, and I started just from there doing brakes, steering and suspension. Now my my 
uh, my folks started the business in 1979. And then, uh, so it was kind of like my, my dad didn't just like, he didn't just like give me a, like, okay, do this engine. It was like, Hey, I had to start like from the ground up and watch my dad work with guys. He hired and fired and I dealt with that. And then, so anyway, long story short, so moved on from that and I kind of started doing mechanical stuff. And then I'm like, okay. And I always need a truck to haul a dirt bike. Right. Oh yeah. Right. So I was always going to track, going the races. And, uh, I just, I got a brick nose and, uh, I loved it. I did like three different lifts on it. Cause I was so stupid. I didn't like what well, kind of brick nose. Dude, I had a club cap, uh, a little short box club cap. Did that have half the ton? split? Yeah. I had the split, window. split back window. It was a 351. It was, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I had a, that was like my entry level. And like, too, that was, it was great. Um, I like had like I leveled it out and I was like well, that's too small it's only on thirty ones and then I put it like a four inch I was like thirty threes like eh still not enough and then I like okay screw it I, I gotta do a f- six inch and thirty fives and then so yeah that kind of got me in the intro but I've always loved the arrow nose um, when they first came out I remember seeing an arrow nose and I'm like dude that's that's so badass like and I always had to have one that's what made me fall in love with it you know that was it and so I bought a uh, arrow nose from a retired mechanic that came to work from us and it was a gasser 460 truck it had like 20k on it and um, I didn't really drive it much that's why that truck has so low miles and that's the truck that you still started off yeah that started off yeah like the Kenny nicknamed it the princess truck but um, that truck uh, was always just on weld super singles 35s I put on four inch lift I mean like right out of the 90s era stuff right 16 fives you know and uh, so it it would get driven every great once in a while we bought my wife and I bought an old house that had a big enough garage I jammed that sucker into so it was never outside (laughs) and so uh yeah, so, and we were, like, it got, I just had a little runaround truck, so I'd haul my bike in the runaround, and every great once in a while, I'd fire up the crew cab, pull it out of the garage, 460, just suck gas, but it was a mass air 460, because California, oh, California yeah. truck. a nice one. Yeah, so, uh, well then, uh, my wife, I grew up camping and hunting with my folks, you know, and then my wife's like, hey, we need, we need to start doing some camping, so I'd borrow a toy hauler from my parents, put it behind that 460, and went over the hill, and uh dude it was it was it was gnarly i think like we got passed by like what like a volkswagen or something like that like so like, it was like it was terrible dude my wife like looked over at me and i'm like dude, this 460 on 35 i got it to the wood and i'm trying to make the pass at 5,000 feet right and it's just yeah. not going anywhere with this toy hauler it was like a 21 footer wasn't even that big a toy yeah, hauler yeah and i'm like i love the truck so much there's no way in hell i'm getting rid of this truck to buy a diesel but i needed one and it was like hey man let's let's put a cummins in it well i had a customer that was a sheep farmer and he had like a bunch of dodges and he had one that had a secondary timing cover leak and I bought it from him pennies on the dollar pulled the the it was a 24 valve and uh yeah so pulled it out machined it heads to all the bells and whistles gave it to our machinist said here's what I want and we put it behind a 47 RE that was kind of stacked up and put it together and you know I did a couple things and got it together and I was like well dude I can't see now like towing a toy hauler which is eight feet wide, a desert fox. You can't see around it. And I'm like, right. well, the stock mirrors. Oh, you didn't want to do the, like the aluminum extensions? To, no, dude. To I, I, well, no, I had the little half ton mirrors on that truck. Oh, it was an XLT those. with the little half tons. And I'd put the slip bonds on there. They vibrate. I'm like, this is lame. And so, yeah, it's like one thing after another. And that's when I came out with a double plate system. Spent about two months designing that, me and uh, my shop foreman. And that's how OBS Solutions started, you know? Right. Um, I'm not a social media guy. And a buddy of mine who's big into rock crawlers and stuff's like, dude, you got to put this truck on Instagram. I'm like, that, that's for like teenage girls, bud. I don't, I don't need that, <laughs> you know. And I, so I did it, and that's when I got people messaging, hey, I, I want that double plate system, um, this and that. And uh, so I, I, just like you, I was stoked if I had like one or two sales a month, and I'd not get haters. Oh, I can't believe you put GM mirrors on a Ford. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't care, man. If that's you know, so and a Dodge engine in it. Yeah, and you know what? It's awesome. Compound turbo, uh, twenty-four valve. We built our own harness. It looks like it was meant to be there. Yeah, you could hate on it all you want, but I guarantee it looks better than ninety percent that's out there. And I had a good time with it. I don't care, you yeah. know. So it's. Um, and how many miles are on it now? Uh, we've got maybe ten k on the powertrain, and then I think the truck has eighty-two on it. Just sits in the shop at home, dude. That's all it does. And some purist would love it if it was just all original. Right, but no one wants a 460 truck right now. Everyone's got to have a 7.3. So, I mean, 
I don't know. Well, I just, I, it's on 38s and it's in the air and it's way too much for what we, what we need now. So we're, you know, that we're moving a different direction. So it's just going to stay there and I don't know. We'll see. But that's how we got started. And it went from there. Right. And yeah. But you know, it's funny. Like you said, Hey, you uh, didn't realize you're in Oregon, right? This is funny. Um, so, you know, if people follow uh, us on Instagram and Facebook, just like you guys, you'll notice on our, on OBS solutions, there's Kenny and Kenny has the gold brick nose truck, which is beautiful. It's badass, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. I thought he's from Texas. There's a picture, like he contacted me and goes, Hey, I want some. You thought Kenny was from Texas? Yeah, bud. Because check this out. So he, uh, he had contacted me. Hey, I want some double plate mirrors. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, and he's like, uh, where are you located at? And I said, well, I'm in, you know, here in Oregon. He's like, are you serious? You're just like down the road. I'm like, well, I thought you were in Texas. Like I saw, cause he <laughs> did this picture. Someone used his truck in a photo shoot and they shot it at the Watchain mill there in Albany. And it looked like it was an oil refinery. And I, for oh. some reason, like, I felt like I was from Texas. So I was like, no dude, I'm just like, he's in Salem. He yeah. just like drove out to the house. And that's how Kenny joined forces. Like we joined up for OBS solutions and his input and how he operates. You know, we just kind of like, it was a, it was an awesome deal. Dude. He was like, you want to board this train? I don't know where it's going, but hop yeah. on board, right? Yeah, no, that's that's super killer. Yeah, so um, you know that that that's kind of how it all starts, right? I mean, you just kind of you build something and you kind of just see how it goes. You don't know. For me, I, I and like you, I don't want to. Uh, and everything we manufacture, design, or we're doing, it's not because I want it for like, hey, I want to sell a lot of these, right? Right. It was because. I mean, I it's really a, want, a nice bonus. It is a nice bonus, right? Like, kind of keeps the lights on. But it was more for, I need this. I want this for myself. I don't care about anyone else. I just want this for myself. Yeah. And if that works, great. If it doesn't, I'm, I don't care. Exactly. Right? But if you want it for yourself, then most likely other people well, are looking for similar things. I think we're into cool shit, and so maybe other people are into cool shit, too. I don't know. Exactly. You know what's funny is, bringing up Kenny, he's how I met you. Um, because a long, before I even had my shop, this kid found me on Instagram. I won't mention his name, but, uh, he came over and then he was like, Hey, this other guy, Kenny, uh, is going to be in town. I, I invited him over to your house. I'm like, <laughs> and I'd met him like once or twice, like the kid that right. was here. I'm like, uh, okay. All right. Sure. Sounds good. So then Kenny shows up, and this kid was he's just one of those like fast talking, like super energetic, very energetic, kind of over promised, under delivered on happens. his own personal stuff. But uh, a good kid, nice guy, and yeah. And so Kenny shows up, and I meet Kenny, and Kenny's like the opposite of the kid, and super cool. You know, is fun. Like just kind of made a connection. Never, and then would just talk, you know, via Instagram or sure. text or something. And then I saw the show come up, and I saw that he was doing things with you guys, and uh, and that's when I hit him up. I'm like, hey, how can I get in on this? How can like this is awesome? I want to be a part of it. And so then, right, talk to you. It's a, it's funny, right? It's like just a one guy, one connection leads to another connection, leads to another one. Oh yeah. And it's like next thing you know, you're like, oh, I know this guy, this guy, this guy, and you know, I'm I've always been a I have to talk to people on the phone. When people were buying our stuff early on, I made them call me. Oh really? Oh yeah, dude. I wouldn't do anything over like text, email. Uh, people message me. I'm like, nope. If you want something like a product we're selling, it was early on. Dude, we just had like one or two products. Like you had a voice call me because I want to like, I'm the type of person that. I don't trust uh, a message or email. I have to voice call someone. Like if I want to buy something from someone like Craigslist, Instagram, or whatever someone's selling, or you know, Facebook Marketplace, I want to like call them. Like I'm like, hey man, hey, uh, is Devin? I want to. Here's what I'm looking for. So I want that back. I want to know who I'm dealing with, what they're, you know, what they're like. So and it kind of like made more than just a transaction it was like i talk about their truck hey so what you guys got going on um and that's kind of how i uh met a couple longtime customers slash friends and then i even uh you know like eric uh i met eric skies that oh, way yeah, yeah. that's how i met him you know he's like he saw the truck and he's like dude you guys have a, that's a badass rig i'm like yeah sweet you know he's like hey you want to come check this out i met eric and then uh like hey what three weeks later we hopped on a plane to tennessee 
Yeah. Oh, to Kentucky and then and then went to Tennessee and to a truck show. You know, I was like, I've never done any of that stuff. But it was like a voice call made more sense to me than a message or anything like that. Oh yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it's no, it's just easier to get a feel for people. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, you can kind of like, I don't know. It, it's just a different world. You know, everyone. Some people just like messaging and texting. I'm a big fan of voice. Same, I'm, right? And I'm horrible at texting. I I don't text back. But in fact, <laughs> when Kenny came up, it reminded me. Sent me a picture of his new Peterbilt, and I was like, I was driving back from Sandy. Like I can't text him back, but I already read the message. Right. So I've already forgotten to text him back. So I'll <laughs> maybe remember. So is that why? This. Is that why I'll text you, John? And all of a sudden, like I get a text next day. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I texted John like yesterday morning, and I get a text like it's like. Makes sense. If you call me, I'll answer. Right, right. Or call and, back, yeah. Or I'll call you back. And texts are just bad. I, I probably have like 15 unread text messages <laughs> on my phone. Did Trinity have to deal with this also? Uh, yeah, yeah. Trinity is my wife, and uh, for those who don't know. Um, and yeah. <laughs> that, that comes up somewhat regularly that I have poor communication skills. Uh, you know what? We'll work on that, John. Yes. We'll work on that. I, I'm always working on, <laughs> on being better. Uh, so, it, so people are listening to this podcast. The other thing is, uh, we're, we like to lay things out, um, kind of keep on track of what we got, what we want to talk about, which way we want to go. So the other thing we're going to talk about is why we love this body style of these trucks and what drew us to these trucks. It may be the same thing that, uh, other people, uh, love about them. Um, how they're, you know, they're so universal cracks me up, right? Like you can oh, take, yeah. it, like they're, they're simple. There's no real BCMs. There's no, it just, if it's a 7.3, you have an ECM and a PCM, no body control modules. Everything's pretty laid out. If you take and cut one of these trucks apart, they're simple. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. To me, I just, that's a rad body style regardless. It's kind of like, I always tell people it's like the in-between, right? It's been in-between like the all steel trucks, like the 70s. Right. Dent side, bump sides like you had. Yep. And it's the it's not so far as like the new Super Duty body styles where it got really roly poly. You used you had a you know a little more electronics, that kind of stuff. A little more plastic. A little more plastic. I mean the OBS has plastic, but not as much. You still have that and that thick sheet metal feel. It does. It does still has that, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I like that the door handles are still they're steel. Yeah. Where Super Duty's like plastic. I'm not digging on. I'm not hating on Super Duties, but I just, I, dude, it's the one body style that I cannot look away from. And I think it's not just you. I mean, I drive my beater single cab truck around, and I get people that aren't even into trucks or cars or anything. They're like, man, that is a really cool old truck. Really? I mean, <laughs> with that junkyard tailgate that was on it? And they, yeah, people just like them. They're, they have like that iconic. They're kind of timeless. They're timeless. They're, They're timeless. timeless. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a great way to put it. You know, one thing I noticed, uh, I think what draws me to, like, and same thing with square body Chevys, is that um, square body Chevys, the 70s early Fords, the, like the OBSs, is the bodies aren't very tall. So it's like here's one thing that always right. like drew me up my attention to that was that the the if you look at an OBS four you throw it on some thirty fives it's like dude that thing's like a four inch lift thirty fives like that looks mean mm-hmm. you take a Super Duty you put some thirty fives on it's like dude you need to get bigger tires for that thing Those yeah, are like pizza they... cutters but they're like looking pretty small and so I started like looking at that and going well why is it what's the difference is it the body lines what's the well a Super Duty cab is like do you realize it's like almost an inch taller. Yeah. It's like a tall, like they've, they're making trucks taller now because that we have, you know, they have to make the cabs a little more spacious. You, you know, they're making them more comfortable inside. So they've kind of made the cabs like taller. And now like the aluminum duties are even longer, right? The cabs oh, are like yeah. super long inside. And I think that is what I still love about an OBS is that the cabs are short. They're not, so you can throw a good tire underneath it, like a 35, you put, like a, like I said, a four inch or a six inch, and it looks mean, right? Yeah. Same thing with square body Chevys. They're not real tall. The body lines are real simple. And I, I don't think, uh, I don't know how, how many different manufacturers will go back to a, 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 you know, a narrower or a smaller cab like that to get that look, but 
well, this is America. You go bigger and better every time. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just love the, that's what draws me to these trucks. You look at them, they're just badass because of that. The body lines, the, t- the height of the cab, that kind of stuff yeah. is what just makes them look killer to me. You know, and the, the nose areas, like that front of that truck looks so badass. Yeah, I love the front. I love the body lines on the hood um, and like the crease down the side. Right, right. Um, and I love the the lower door uh, and rocker body line. That's why when I saw your flatbed, before you even were talking about that, I was like trying to figure out, because I always love those welding truck right. style flatbeds uh-huh. and I wanted to do one like that and then I saw you put yours together I'm like that's exactly it minus the rolled fenders right like that's because Perp, yeah. that having that body line I just think is so dude cool. name me another truck that really has a body line like that like the, a body style I mean like your your 70s really didn't have it your your uh like the Chevs the Dodge they were pretty pretty simple around that area that's kind of a distinct yeah. feature it is yeah, it is. I was it's, just trying to think, like, I don't remember any other rigs really having that distinct features like that. Right down at the bottom yep. by the rocker, yeah. They no, collect a lot I mean, of rock chips. Really it, good for it, collecting it, those rock chips, right? Especially if you do, like, an offset, like a gnarly oh, offset, yeah. right? Well, and that's, like, you know, a Pacific Northwest car or truck by right. the rock chips on the front end and all down the sides of it. But we don't have any salt, though. So we're that's lucky. true. I, I'll deal with that all day. Same. Dude, yeah. Um... I don't know. And the other thing that's it's so rad about these trucks is like once you pull them apart, they're, it's amazing how simple for all kinds of swaps, for all kinds of modifications, it's the platform is badass. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's uh, if you're ever like dealing with wiring uh, schematics or if you're looking at how you, know, you pull the dash off and you look like the firewall and how Ford did it. Um, I know, or the, or like the Aeronose stuff, I really love the steering column working in the columns on those are really awesome. They're way easier than like the 70s stuff. Yeah. Um, some of the brick nose stuff, it gets really kind of like it's in between, but the Aeronose stuff is really simple. And I like how it's functionality of like pulling, like how, how all the mechanisms work to make your ignition switch work. People don't realize sometimes what that takes in early seventies era stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of, like I said before, it's a rad go-between between old and the brand-new Super Duty stuff. It's kind of like the in-between truck. And then once you pull the cab off and you look at the frame rails and how much room there is for, say, hey, I'm going to drop a Cummins in this. I'm going to do compounds to it. You yep. know, I'm either going to stick with a Chrysler training, keep the starter on one side, or Ford. Just, it's, there's so much, way, so much awesome uh, possibilities with them. There really are. And it... It's, uh, I, I totally agree with you. I like how easy they are to work on. Um, I can't stand the interior on bullnose and bricknose trucks. Really? Like the, the split gauges, you know. In okay, the dash, okay. They just look more, they don't look as seamless. And I think part of it is I also really like early 90s Audis. And the dash on an early 90s Audi follows very similar lines okay. as the OBS does and as the Aerono does. Right, Aerono does, yeah, does. yeah. And I just think it's it's timeless. It's pretty badass. Some of the some of the bullnose stuff I've always I've always liked some of their dash stuff. Uh, I tell you though that what sucks about the bullnose is those era whatever they were using for plastics. If you, oh, they just break. It's chalk like material after it sits in the sun for a little bit, yeah. like which sucks, but. Um, but no, I mean, it's funny because the bull nose, I love the nose of those trucks. They look so rad. I the think nose, yeah. It's pretty badass. Uh, but I get it. Yeah, the flow of a dash is a big deal. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the, and that's the, I just, I get picky about some little details, but. That's a good thing though. Yeah, it is. And those trucks, it's just hard to, it's hard to beat. I think, I think that the the more we get i don't know how to put it i what i like is that they are becoming classics but yet they still look like they just it's the timelessness of all the design on it you know where a 70s one it looks like an older truck Mm -hmm. um and a super duty looks like a brand new truck right and i guess it 
this just sounds dumb, but that it kind of just fits in the middle where it kind of still can look like an older truck, especially an aero nose. Or right. Like the aero nose can still look a little bit like an older truck, but it can also fit in with the newer truck. Um, so it's a weird go between because I always think like um, my wife, who's a dude, Lisa would like probably kill me to have a, a, a Ford, like the old school Bronco, 68 Bronco. Oh, yeah. yeah she, yeah, if I had a life insurance policy on me, I was serious. She'd probably off me for that. Probably. So, uh, but I always think like, is this market gonna gonna look like that? Is that where it's gonna go? Is it gonna go to the point where like, hey, um, that you know, it's a classic truck that everyone's kind of hoarding or keeping, and they only drive it on a Sunday or Saturday or on a nice day, regardless. And it's not like a, a so much of a work truck. And here in the Pacific Northwest, dude, they're everywhere. Oh yeah, they're still being worked. They're still out there. They're still OG ones, not cut up, modified, nothing, stock wheels, everything's you know original, low mile stuff. They're tucked away in these little areas, Lebanon and Sweet Home. I shouldn't be telling people this, but that is like that era area is gnarly for OBS trucks. Yeah, I've seen that. I, it's weird to me. Like our general manager at the shop, his father in law has one. It's like fifty k. OG seven three four inch lift. He's got he bought two sets of welds for it, and oh, he rotates. Man. It's like under a carport all day long, never really outside too much. And uh, it's he brought it, and he, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like who who do I have to you know what do I do to have to get this truck? Yep. You know, and he's like, no, I'm gonna be buried in this thing. And so, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening to you know, Alyssa's podcast. They're the same way. Hey, I am not selling this thing. I don't care. I got a, a new Super Duty or a new truck that's my daily. But this thing right here, I'm going to invest some serious money into. You right. Know? And that's what we're seeing. So it kind of brings me back. At some point, are we going to get into the the Bronco, the old classic Bronco stuff with this stuff? Is that what's going to happen like 15, 20 years down the road? You're like, I wish I would have hoarded every OBS I saw. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think that's where it's trending. I personally would venture to say it'd be closer to the like 67 through 72 Chevy era okay. just because yeah. it's a little larger window. Sure. Um, because those trucks were made, or, you know, like the, the aero noses or all the OBS were made for a decent amount of time. Um, and I think the production numbers are significantly higher sure. than those Broncos. But I, I totally see it going that direction. And the thing that drives me nuts is the people that, uh, are so getting so upset about how expensive they're getting. Um, I've heard other people say that this, and I totally agree with it, that it's a good thing that they're becoming more valuable because then the aftermarket community is actually willing to invest money in sure. making quality parts for them because it the market is showing that it's there. And for everybody that has them, like the nicer that you make it and the you know, the longer you keep it, the more value you get out of it, which is not common for most, like, you know, most people say investing in, uh, in anything with wheels, well, <laughs> that, that could go a long ways, <laughs> but, uh, is not all, you know, especially newer stuff like right. a car, you lose money on it. Right. Like, right. But it's neat to see that the value is just going pretty crazy on them. Yeah. It sticks out. So I know for a fact the white Fummins truck we have, the AK Princess truck. I know we bought. I think I bought that for twenty one grand, right? I know that, and I always think like this: I'm never getting my money back out of these rigs, right? Well, that was back in the day. Now I could probably sell it easily for twenty five, just the way it sits. I mean, right? I mean, just easy if I, I was gonna sell it. Your print, I I would go for right significant. Right, money. you go for a lot more for that truck, but like, in what world could you say that? Hey, I bought this truck you know, how, how many years ago it was and say, Hey, now I can re you know, I can recoup my money and then some, yeah, you know, it's like, it's so funny. I got a story for you real quick. Check this out. So, uh, there's a old time shop that, uh, has been around Albany forever. And the, the OG grandpa that started it is a good friend of my dad's and he, he would come in the shop and dude, back in my, all my dad, just parts and labor and customer service. That's all he gave a shit about. He didn't do anything aftermarket. He loves stock, no modifications, Right. And so this old guy came in and this old guy had, he did a, um, he did street rods and stuff. He was kind of into that stuff. Um, and it was a, it was an exhaust shop. So like, that's kind of goes hand in hand. He'd always have something going on. He brought this, he drove in, he always had cool rigs. He was driving, but he'd, he'd work on them, get them tuned up, 
put them together and then sell them. And he came in, I'm like, he was giving me some shit, right? Because, you know, I was a young kid there, sweeping floors. Oh, yeah. Right? Like window yeah. liquor. And yep. uh, so he's like, I go, Mel, you know, like, you guys are always, because I was a, I used to love trucks. And I'm like, Mel, you, you always got some kind of street rod, or it was like, uh, I think was, he was a Plymouth guy, so he had a little duster, just gnarly blower sticking oh, out of yeah. it. Yeah. And so he comes in, and he goes, well, he told me, he goes, this will, accru- this will, you know, accrue money. This will actually, it'll go up in value as I own it. And he goes, why would you buy something and not have it appreciate? He goes, you're going to buy that. You're going to have that little, that car over there, that new truck or whatever. He's pointing to some newer rig, you know, and he's like, you're going to hop in that thing. It's going to depreciate, you know, it's just oh, yeah. going to go on va- in value. Depreciating yeah. assets. And he's like, why would I want to do that? Why don't I buy something that's older that I know if I just hold on to it, it's just going to go up in value and I can drive it and then I can sell it and make a little bit of money and move on to the next one. And I'm like, shit, man, this guy, like, I'm like, at the time I was like, what do you know, man? I mean, like, right. And then, right. and then fast forward 20 some odd years or whatever. And, you know, and I'm like, damn, that old guy was right. Oh, totally. You know, which is really neat. And it's neat to hear that advice back then. Yeah. You know, even if you didn't heed it at the moment. Oh, it's too stupid, dude. I just care about dirt bikes. That's all. <laughs> like, right. Just like, yeah, and right. long-term stuff, like, how, well, how long do I have to hold on to this thing to right. make any money? Well, so like you say, the trucks are expensive right now, right? But if you buy one, it's only going to go up in value. I mean, you have right. to buy it somewhat right, make sure it's not got holes in it from rust and yeah. know what you're getting. But, dude, the market, the way it's going... You know, it's just a steadily climb, steady, and it's, can't lose money. Well, I mean, you can if yeah, you're like if you like if yes. you invest it stupidly in a flatbed truck. <laughs> yeah, uh, and wasn't that supposed to be like your truck for being able to go out in the woods and like go camping and possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was a really smart. Like, hey, we're just gonna put this flatbed truck together. It's not gonna be painted or anything like that. Just oh, leave it plain. Right. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah, just kind of give it some power. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. I can't, yeah. And now, where is it? Why didn't you drive it here? Uh, it's at the it's at the body shop. It's oh. getting the yeah. It's getting. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know, I. Uh, how I, I think uh, for me, everything needs to be exactly in its place. I'm very particular. I can't just like let something go. It has to be to the nine. I mean, it just has to be dialed in. And I I don't know. It it like I'm gonna have a, a truck that's supposedly for camping that we sunk. Dude, that motor is gnarly. The machine work and everything we did, the T4 setup, like, and the path we went, um, transmission itself. Lisa's gonna be shaking her head at me, but I, the the receipts on that, I just like, what the hell am I doing? But I just can't do it half ass. I just no. And so it's like, okay, and it's like even to the wheels. Let's have OBS Solutions etched, you know, machined into the wheels. And so it's like, oh, we're going to take us camping. We're going to go like Eastern Oregon off-road camping. Like that's the kind of camping we like. Like what kind of idiot does that shit? Well, so I like, we need another one. I saw you had another one out back, John. Uh, yeah. So I'll need that other crew cab. The, buy, I need to buy that one. one. Yeah. I need to buy the white one from you. And uh, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, maybe not, but I, cause I need it currently. But yeah, yeah, you might, you might need that one. It is. It's hard to do that. Um, like I bought my single cab down there for like 3,900 bucks in, uh, Baker, Oregon. It's a smoking deal. It was filled with trash inside. Um, and I, it was, it was beat. Right. But I was really excited. I told Trin, uh, my wife, I'm like, this is going to be great because my last truck, the white and red crew cab, it, it was, uh, it was, it was in, it was pretty clean, but it, it's still had its blemishes but nice Dude, that was enough a badass where, truck that was yeah i liked it yeah I, but i didn't really want to go like out in the woods and play with it or anything right and so i was telling her i'm like this is awesome if i slam the bed into a into a tree oh well it's already dented and broken or like you know i, I can just go beat the hell out of it and just have a good time and as you know, as things slowly come together, <laughs> and is that a, it, is that a brand new bed I'm looking yes, at down yeah, there? It's a brand is. new, like you found a brand new bed uh, takeoff. Yeah, and well, so I I got the truck originally, and the it had a, a non matching tailgate. The bed had you know your redneck pinstripes sure. down at all the bush sure. stuff, and I I I polished a bunch of those out, um, but then. 
one of my followers on Instagram sent me a link to a new bed like two hours from here and I clicked on it and it happened to be the exact same color. And I really want a matching tailgate sure. so that because the old one legitimately still had the paint pen junkyard numbers on it. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was bad. <laughs> but I couldn't pass up a new bed. And so I put it on. I'm like, oh man, I don't even want to put my toolbox back now in. You're like, now you're like, yeah, it's like, so first nice. thing, where in the hell do you find a brand new like that bed was like like it's brand new, literally. It, it's literally brand new. The the guy um, I, I don't have the story totally straight, but basically a construction company or whatever company bought a fleet of these trucks, okay. brand new, exact same color as mine, that gold. Yeah. Cham um, is that champagne? Is that like a champagne, champagne color? Yeah. Something gold -ish. like that. Yeah. Uh, and drove them 20 miles from the dealer to whatever the place was that did the new beds, either okay. like service boxes or flatbeds or whatever. And I guess the guy that put them on kept all the original beds because the company didn't want them. Right. So he took them and put them in his barn behind his hay. And they've like tailgate, wiring harness, taillights, everything. That's nuts. And just sat there. And so the guy that I got it from... Uh, was selling him hay and saw the bed there and had an OBS and was like, want to do trade hay for the bed? <laughs> so he traded him like 900 bucks worth of hay for the bed. And then he ended up selling his OBS and didn't need the bed anymore. And Wow. So he just sat there. He just sat in a barn. Sat in a barn. And he's, yeah. yeah. It just so, you, so, so check this out. So you went to a barn. Bed was sitting there. Oh, well, he pulled it out. It was okay. sitting in his front yard when I got there. Wow. But it had been, been living in a barn. It's like, and the paint looks it's like it's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I haven't even polished it yet, but it, it is already shinier than the rest of the truck. But. So tell me this now. Now that you're going down that road, welcome to my world, the bed's nice. Trinity, you're going to have to like, you know, like, you're going to paint the cab of this thing. It's probably going to be like a, a uh, like. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't need a single cab. Oh, well, she, she hates it. So we have three dogs, <laughs> as you know, but right, everybody right. else doesn't. Um, and I'm okay with leaving at least one or two of the dogs at home, but Trinity is not. The dogs are go Dude, dogs everywhere. are family. You got to take they them everywhere. They yep. are. Yep. You know uh, what? Just get a canopy for We just have one it. that's really annoying. That's fine. Um, in the car. He's, he's a sweetheart everywhere else, but in the car he's annoying. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's hard to put three dogs and two people sure. in a single cab and not lose your mind. Well, see, that's why people are actually wanting, like, that's why single cabs are, ra are rad. But, dude, people are out there for crew cabs and oh, club yeah. cabs. I mean, like. Club cabs. Dude, club cabs are, that market's coming. It's, really? I think so. Heck, you know what, you know what the, like, seriously, though, the market, that like, the truck that I would really want to have is club cab short box three quarter ton. Like Jack's. Like Jack's, badass, dude. Like, you could hop in it. It's got room for the dogs, kids in the back. You know, it's got a little bit of room, but not too much that's a pain to park, you know. Yeah. If you have to go to the bike shop or whatever. That's the next truck I really want. That's something. But uh, single cab stuff, though. Dude, we got a little single cab the wife has, a little blue and a little oh, half ton yeah. on welds. I drive that, but it's like, you're right. There's not much room in it. But I think there's still, it's an OBS. They're still sought oh, they're after. Still, they're badass. One of the guys at the show last year, uh, lives in Sisters, just moved up here, does construction stuff. And he was telling me about the single cab that he had that he, I don't think he brought it with him. Okay. But it was black, super clean, single cab, one ton, power stroke, five speed, XLT. And it had like, 280 or 300,000 miles on it, but it was very nice. And he was messaging me on Instagram because we had kind of connected at, sure. the, at the show. And he's saying, he's asking what it's worth. He's like, I want to list it for 18. And I'm like, whoa, 18 for, for a single cab long bed with almost 300K on it? Like, I, and I, I, I told him, like, I think that's a little lofty, but never you heard always, you always ask. it yeah uh she's like yeah i'm gonna post it at 18 um and go from there i'm like well would you do me a favor and like keep me in the loop on what you sell it for because i'm just curious uh a week later get a message 
Well, I sold it for 15. I'm like, what in the <laughs> hell? 15 grand? <laughs> for a single cab. With 300K on it. Was it, it was a 7.3, I take it. 7.3. Okay. It All was right. clean. It, right. It, like, it looked really nice. Right. But with that many miles being a single cab, I'm like, there's no way he's going to get over 10. Right. And it goes for that. What's funny, though, is like uh, what Kenny and I have been noticing about two years ago, like gassers were still pretty affordable to buy. Oh, like yeah. three, you know, 351, 460 trucks in a crew cab, whatever, right? People really weren't wanting them. Everyone wants 7.3, which um, I understand. You know, the right. world, world's a diesel world. You got to have a diesel truck, right? So, oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're just not a man. That's right. America. Yeah. Um, and what's funny, though, is like uh, we started like, dude, we should be. There's a couple we should have snagged. They were cheap. You know, gassers were going cheap. Oh, yeah. Mint condition stuff here in the Pacific Northwest. And then what we noticed is that dollar amount for gassers just started climbing. Like you can't touch a 460 truck right now. Like If, it, if it's an OG clean 460, it's going to go for 15. Yeah. Which blows my wig back because it's like, really? I mean, like, but um, people are like yourself and myself, like, hey, I just want the body, the chassis, the suspension. You know, I want the the bones. I'll I'll rip out. I'll do a 7.3 swap. I'll do a Cummins swap, whatever. You know, we're seeing that. Yeah. It just shows me that the market is steering that. It's kind of making that turn. And people complain about how expensive they are. But yet, like anything, they're not making them anymore. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you can find one, grab one. We're only seeing them going up in value. It's just, it's amazing. It, it is. It's it's really incredible. And, uh, yeah, that's, I got my crew cab long bed 460 truck with 150 on it uh, for four grand. Right. No, you couldn't find that right now. No. And this wasn't that long ago. This was, oh, gosh, Trin, that, 2012? And it would, no, 2000. 13 because i got it after i i moved here so or yeah. bought my house um but yeah it's you can't find that stuff anymore and no. that to me i guess that is eight years ago right but still eight years doesn't seem that long for a market to to adjust this much it feels like it's ramping up i feel i feel like as the new trucks have gotten um super intricate you know um they're getting so geeky when it comes to how technical how much technology is in a new new diesel truck and then you have all the mission stuff and what and it makes price tag oh yeah that too like 80 grand for <laughs> yeah. a new, new f-350 yeah. right like um brutal what's funny though is we had a customer come in and, you know we work on everything on the main shop and it was a new aluminum duty and he he closed the gas door because they filled it up with def my guys did and as the gas door closes i just see the whole body panel flex and vibrate oh my god and i'm like oh my god you know like on the bed you know and he closes he's like yeah it's not ridiculous and you go over and you can touch it and you just push it in mm-hmm. now mind you like you can go up to any most vehicles and do that but this was super excessive like it was ridiculous Jeez. and it's like i looked at the owner i'm like that's what you get for like 75 to 80 grand. I mean, it was a Lariat fully loaded. And he goes, yeah, uh, yeah. he goes, he was just, it sucks, you know, but that's what's out there. And there's some diehard guys like you, myself, and all the other idiots in the world that love, that like would vest their heart and soul in these trucks that are just like, dude, this is why I love them. Yeah. You know, it's, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's why, that's why I love them. That's why you love them is the, all these things. So totally. Um, uh, I was looking at our notes. Right, right. We're, like, we're at like 48 minutes. Right, right. Um, we better go, what's the next on our notes here? Well, we went over why we love them and rabbit hold, which I, I think that will probably happen quite often. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. But we kind of went a little far on that one. Then uh, last thing, really, because we're probably a good time to start wrapping things up, is our goals for this podcast. So I think it'd be good to let uh, you know future listeners know what we want to talk about right um and uh yeah kind of what what we want to do with this uh well first of all i want to tell everyone this is like obviously our first one so it might be a little bit rough but we'll do our best um we're not we listen to podcasts but this is our first one we've ever done yes um, but listening to them makes you an expert so it's like so watching youtube good. like yeah. watching youtube yeah. and kind of going from there yeah i stayed um, at holiday inn express last night dude you should be a mechanic or a rocket scientist one, uh, yeah, one of those two things you could do now one of those um so future goals I, our big one is just i don't know if it's educational or just inf- information i don't know dude i mean like the biggest one is there's such a misconception of um 
what's out there, what's available. Even myself, like we're rebuilding the cowboy truck cab, right? And I'm like, hey, what, where do I find good quality window felts, not right. the cheap, cheapest ones? So it's stuff like that. We probably use that as a platform to inform people about uh, what we're finding because we're like myself, we. We have like three of them in the shop right now we're going through and what you're finding on the suspension side or, or what you are dealing with when it comes to motor swaps or just, you I mean, you have a 7.3 down there you're working on. Yeah. And I don't uh, discriminate. <laughs> no, neither. <laughs> we don't discriminate. I, no. we, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's one of the platforms that, or one of the things we, topics we go over on this is what we're seeing. Um What do you got there, John? I mean. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think uh there's a lot of, there's a lot of information out there about these trucks, and I would say confidently that you and I don't know everything about them, but nope. we do have a lot of experience with them. And so um, I think it's going to be a combination of like fun conversation and educational topics, you know, or just like knowledgeable topics about everything from suspension to interior to engine conversions right. to. Um, I mean, you name it, like just try and go over different topics. And if we get enough listeners and people have a topic that they would like to talk, like hear us talk about or hear our input on, I think it'd be fun to go right. over that too. Right. Um, but I always try to find new or, you know, I try to find good new podcasts to listen to. And I, I really like the educational stuff. And so if, if we can give people some good information and yeah and it's uh for me i, I dig podcasts that are, that are fun to listen to and also you get you get something out of it right um, you know one thing skip my mind is i noticed uh i just discovered a um newer dodges my brother has a newer dodge right and i just discovered the the cigarette lighter what dodge replaced it with was this perfect piece that has a usb port in there instead of a cigarette lighter and it fits perfectly in a OBS ashtray cigarette you just pop it out and it pops, pops right, right in. in yeah dude it's like that's the kind so, of stuff like I love like I want I love stuff like that you, yeah it looks OG it looks like but it's functional you have a cigarette adapter I hate those things but it's, it's stuff like that that you know I think we that you, we run across and with no one I mean you may see it on a forum but if you talk to people but about forums it, are dead now it's Facebook and you can't it's so right. hard to search in there and so I think, like what you just talked about, right. it would be great to put in our show notes. What we're finding um, out. Like, we mentioned that you can take this model Dodge cigarette lighter right. USB plug and put it in here. Here's a link right. to, you Here's know, with that works. information so that, you know, instead of getting a bunch of questions of like, well, where can I find that? Like, be able to have links in the notes for people to be able to... To find stuff. To find stuff that we've talked about. Right. Well, we'll do our best uh, to uh, evolve and keep this moving. John and I are definitely not purists by any means, so you're going to hear everything from swapping this to keeping 7.3s to manual trans to auto. We really don't give two shits either way. We, yeah. We, 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 yeah, we, we don't. Uh, I'll run a Dodge rear axle. That's something I'm kind of working on. I like that action, like rear, yeah. the better brakes on the rear, that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah, see, stuff like that, like we just – we just dig cool stuff and you know so uh but yeah thanks for listening um like i said i'm devin from OBS solutions i'm john with care customs and you're and listening to <laughs> <laughs> uh the obs truckery podcast i just before we close it out i sure. wanted to put in like be sure to subscribe oh and, yes that whole thing uh, yes and and give us only five star ratings i think are, is what we're gonna accept <laughs> We don't accept anything less. No. I mean, be honest. We may have to screen the lower ratings. Right, but. right. <laughs> we don't accept five stars. Use this coupon code for Carrot Customs and OBS Solutions if you, only, if you only give us five stars. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, cool.